0: Hey, this is Eric in Jersey City. I wanted to know, um, since Temple of Doom is a prequel, do we know if it's after Indy moved to California to join the Marshall College faculty? Just wondering.
1: Indiana Jones, Indiana Jones, Indiana Jones. It's a podcast Indiana Jones. about Indiana Jones.
2: Welcome back to the Indiana Jones Minute, the podcast in which we get to the heart of Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom one minute at a time. I am Tom Taylor. I'm Pete Mumbert. I'm Gerald Christopher Marcus Porter. And we are all here today to talk about minute three of Temple of Doom, which begins with shiny dancers still dancing, and it ends with those dancers running up the stairs of a nightclub in Shanghai, nineteen thirty-five. And minute three
0: starts like the first uh credit that comes on the screen is director of photography Douglas Slocum. And he's got a cool history. He was the he was the director of photography on Raiders. Um, He was famous for never using a light meter, which is (laughs) kind of crazy, but he um, has an interesting backstory. He began his career as a photojournalist for Life Magazine and Paris Match back before World War II, and then he was a newsreel cameraman during World War II. And there's this great quote where he was talking about he was in Danzig in 1939, just before the Germans invaded Poland, and he was using this giant heavy movie camera that could be kind of noisy. And he says, once I was in an auditorium filming a speech made by Nazi propaganda minister Joseph Goebbels, when suddenly the camera decided to emit a huge snarling sound. And he says, Goebbels froze and hundreds of uniformed brown shirts turned and glared at me in anger. It was not a comfortable moment. <laughs> well, that sounds kind of like the ending of that last movie yeah. did, right? <laughs> I mean, given people yeah. some did. That's an inspiration. Yeah.
2: <laughs> That's funny. So he
0: lived it, yeah, before he, he filmed it
2: wow well that's, that's yeah because like in this minute the first three uh credits you get it's all like it's all like some of the best guys from raiders it's like douglas yeah. slocum and then you got the editor michael Kahn, who's been on every got,
0: spielberg film you've ever heard of
2: like literally right
0: yeah literally and he's even working on ready player one
2: that's crazy yeah but you got michael Kahn, and then you got uh john williams of course <clears throat> so yeah watching this and you're like oh Oh, it's like the Raiders guys. The Raiders guys made another movie. This is going to be awesome. Yeah. So right. As soon as this dance scene is over, I kind of, I don't know. I can't decide if I like the dance scene or not. Oh, I love the well, dance scene. Yeah. yeah. I mean, first of all, did you guys
1: catch, like, the massive foreshadowing in minute three? <laughs> well, when, when uh, the one line of chorus girls reaches out to the other line of chorus girls and rips these streaming oh. arterial red handkerchiefs yeah. out of their chests...
2: That's hysterical!
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, you yeah. guys, uh, you picking up what I'm laying down here?
2: That's funny. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I didn't catch that. But you could have one. Could also say that uh, this begins with a literal red flag. So I don't know what you mean. <laughs> <to make it. laughs> Willie Scott comes running at you carrying a red flag. <laughs> <laughs>
1: or just an indication of maybe how violent and bloody this whole sure. prequel will be. Sure. You know. Yeah. <laughs> you read any number of ways. And all of those, you know, what's crazy is all of the handkerchiefs are separate, but then when Willie grabs, grabs them and Mm -hmm. forms them that like a big bursting arterial red canopy (laughs) cloth thing, it's just, it's like one big handkerchief. Did you notice
2: that? Yeah, I did. And I, I, I've been wondering, like, it seems like they're breaking a lot of rules in this sequence.
0: It's kind of the same grammar that he would use is like these magical things would happen on these giant, you know, magical backstage stuff that only the viewer could see and then they would sort of have a magical transition back onto the actual stage that the audience was watching. Yeah, but would there be
2: like that lack of continuity between like the individual handkerchiefs and then like you know, spread through the between the Yeah,
0: yeah. They would they would have like the transitions would be like often impossible. Okay. Yeah.
1: So so if you're we're not supposed to be sitting there thinking like, you know, if you're Lao Che and you're in the audience watching this show like the singer disappears <laughs> into a dragon's mouth. Uh-huh. Like, kind of, kind of backstage, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here to play
0: I'm behind the set. <laughs>
2: oh, wouldn't believe what's going on in here. There's all these dancers. Oh, there's like scars and stuff. It's amazing.
1: You see, this like, uh, yeah, this muffled. <laughs> <laughs> Well, then she, like, reemerges two minutes later with this small red scarf, looks you in the eye and says, anything goes. Yeah? And you're like, that's the
0: show? <laughs> right.
1: Like, if you're Lao Che, you're like, that's the show? Yeah, I mean, you know what goes? I want my money back. Yeah, that's like a minute and a half.
0: Here's the thing. It's very dreamlike. And how does the sort of the magical part of the show end? She's blasted out of a dragon's mouth in what appears to be like a big puff of carbonite steam. <laughs> So I'm I'm saying this is definitely still the dream. And she comes pouring out with the carbonite steam. And it's kind of like, you know, is this going to, this is going to end up like that last episode of Newhart where Bob Newhart wakes up with Emily. And this is kind of like (laughs) Han Solo is going to wake up if he ever gets out of the carbonite. And he's going to be like, Leia, you think you could wear more sequin dresses?
1: (laughs) Well,
2: I'll tell you this: the guy on is right. Oh wait, can we say uh, one? More? He, can, can, can I get back oh, yeah, inside yeah. the dragon's mouth for just yeah, one yeah, second? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Can yeah, I ask about the? I, I don't know how Pete suddenly has become the the Bugsby uh, Berkeley uh, uh, expert, but I they, they do the the thing where they you know the, all the chorus girls go down on you know they do the splits and they kick back uh-huh. up and it's obviously reversed. It's like a uh-huh. reverse thing. Is that uh-huh. something that would have happened in those movies? I can't remember. I was going to
0: look at some of those and I didn't to see if they would use reverse film footage, but I wouldn't be surprised if they did because they kind of don't like it. It seems kind of. Well, I was wondering if that was sort of a, because they kind of go backwards, right? When it says story by George Lucas. And I was wondering if that's kind of a statement on his career.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty cool. Oh my God. (laughs) I'll tell you, you know what? I'll tell you this, what I love about that corny or not you know uh you're right about george lucas but um when they do that there's this marimba there's like this little mar- they go all the way down and there's this I, there's like this marimba thing in the music that goes like it creates this perfect like dominoes falling sort of thing yeah and it's actually yeah it's actually it's 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 actually really genius it's kind of that Fred Flintstoney
2: stony yeah, uh right, where yeah. they like <laughs> you when they're going to run somewhere yeah, bugs playing running up the stairs yeah
0: and that's what john williams gives himself as his signature line that's oh, fair they, that, that comes in when you see his name come on and then we get uh screenplay by willard hoik and gloria katz mm-hmm. who we mentioned a little bit before um and i think we also mentioned a little bit that george lucas's original idea was that this was going to be a haunted castle in scotland movie and Spielberg had just made Poltergeist and didn't want to do that again. So they brought in this couple, Katz and Hike, of specifically because they had a lot of knowledge about India.
2: Oh, yeah. Didn't they like, travel there or something? They yeah, like, they the traveled patient. there. And <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm curious. Cr- yeah. yeah.
0: So, it, Which is interesting because a lot of uh, controversy about this movie is that people say it seems to display kind of a lack of awareness about India.
2: You don't say. <laughs> yeah. so it's oh, it's, wow. it's interesting, interesting that that was
0: why they were chosen. But the first thing they <laughs> said about doing was recycling a lot of scenes uh, that were cut out of Raiders. Mm-hmm. Um, and they kind of started with these set pieces, and they sort of built the story around them. And this beginning scene is one of the, those set pieces that we talked about during Raiders of the Lost Ark, when Indy goes to Shanghai. And in that, he's taking a, he's trying to find a piece of the headpiece of the staff of Ra. But it's, it ends up being the same scene that we have here.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, I was going to say, we, we finally get a date and location. Yeah. And it, it kind of, it, it's at this point that it hits you that this is actually a prequel.
2: I mean, how well, do we feel about Well, we that? don't use the word prequel here. Or at least <laughs> no, St- well, this St- is actually... and Lucas don't. They keep saying, well, no, it's it's uh, yes, it takes place before, but it's just, you know, don't worry about continuity. <laughs> it's just a thing. Which I actually kind of like. I actually, it's like a James <laughs> Bond thing. It's like, it's like, you know, oh, suddenly James Bond is 10 years younger he's got a different (laughs) face but he remembers all the things that happened in the 60s even though it's 1980 it's like you know it's like it's it's fine it's like okay this is another story well i
1: was yeah i was gonna say tommy you're an editor what's like how do you what's the correct thing to do with the shanghai comma 1935 that works fine but i mean do you need a comma there i mean you would if it was like shanghai comma china
2: um I think it's like I don't think there's like a hard and fast uh, I mean I could get my Chicago manual of style out and look it up but I don't want to I'll wait and I, I, you know <laughs> but I, no, I'm not going to because I don't even think it's in there I think it's like one of those things that it's like you know it's got its own rules and you can just make them up okay that's my professional opinion <laughs> did, <laughs> did you guys know this was
0: a, I'm gonna use prequel because actually uh Lawrence Kasdan called it a prequel so I think I'm, I'm gonna
2: keep oh, calling okay. it a prequel
0: but uh did you guys know that, like, when you were a kid, did this
2: what kind of hit you that this takes place
0: before Raiders? Like, I never knew this until I was an adult.
2: I knew before, I think, yeah, I think before I saw the movie, because it was tons of, it was in all the, I was just, like, an hour ago reading an old Fantastic magazine, not a really good magazine, I mean Fantastic magazine from, like, the 80s, and uh it was, like, an interview, actually, with Frank Marshall, and he was, like, uh. And it was, it was addressing the fact, oh, yeah, this takes place before. So they were mentioning it and all those things. Like, yeah, it takes place uh-huh. a couple of years before, you know. And they even keep saying, like, yeah, it's just a further adventure of Indiana Jones and stuff. So, yeah, I think that was, at least for nerds like me who are following it and waiting for yeah. the movie to come out and stuff and gobbling up everything they could find about it, then you know, we knew about it already.
0: <laughs> because, yeah, I never, like, I never made the connection having seen both movies. Like, it never, I, you know, by the time I saw Temple of Doom, I'd forgotten that Raiders was in 1936. So when I saw this, I was just like, oh, numbers on the screen. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah.
1: I was I was just going. (laughs) (laughs) Just bouncing up and down in his
2: seat. That was
1: neat. I actually thought it was really cool that it was earlier, and I was like, "They can do that in movies."
0: (laughs) They can. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I love when after you know after she comes out with the red, kind of that red banner and. Says anything goes, and the camera cuts to Lao Che and his men posed behind a table. And I I just love this scene so much. Like, it looks like something the Dutch masters would have painted. Like, it's beautiful. (laughs) Like, you see them all kind of posed around the table, and those two guys behind them that kind of look like the Blues Brothers.
2: (laughs) The huge Blues Brothers. (laughs) Yeah, they do. Wow, that's you're right. It is like the Dutch masters. I have a note here (laughs) that's uh, before the show is over. I have a note here. Remember when they were walking in Peru? (laughs) <laughs> Remember we were in the jungle with a bunch of sweaty, grubby guys. That's how the last movie started. <laughs> uh, well, well, you—I'll
1: say this. You know, you asked. You're not sure if this, this, uh, this show tune musical number is working for you. If you buy it, Tom, I, right? I,
2: I, it's weird because I like it as a thing, and I like it as a fun thing. Like, hey, these, uh, you know, new Hollywood uh, wonderkins, Lucas and Spielberg—they're doing a fun throwback to the thing but then like the thing that keeps tripping me up is like oh wait this is the start of the new indiana jones movie that i've been waiting for like this is the sequel to raiders of the lost ark and this 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 uh it's a different thing now and maybe it's cool i don't Mm -hmm. know yet but uh yeah it throws me a little bit as an indiana jones opening maybe that's it
1: well it and and it does it does and for some reason i actually i love the beginning okay Yeah, I do too. Yeah, I love the beginning of this, and uh, fine. I I I agree that it's. I mean, it's definitely like it's it's you know fourth and twenty five, and it's only five (laughs) seconds left. (laughs) Yeah, it's a long ball move here. You're like, this is not at all how I would imagine the
2: next Indiana Jones movie to start. Right.
1: Which kind of makes it, uh, you know, it's it's pretty gutsy. Yeah,
2: in a way it's very cool. In a way it's like, yeah. hey, here we are, we're doing this now. We're making a movie that takes yeah. place in 1935, and we're going to do a Cole Porter musical number because that's what you and
1: do. And, w- you know, Willie is fantastic in this. Yeah, she She's is. She's just selling it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm a fan so far. Yeah, oh, I'm a fan <laughs> so far, too. And we already got three minutes of this
2: movie
1: <laughs> done, and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then what what could go wrong?
2: Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna be okay. My
0: last note here is that this guy sitting next to Lao Che, the kind of skinny bald guy, kind of balding guy, is perhaps the most Spielbergian
2: looking character in any Spielberg movie. <laughs> you know what's funny about him? Maybe I should save this for later. But there's there's uh, <laughs> there's there's something about characters in movies who later on something gross happens to them. Like there's like some like eighty special effect that happens to them, like some makeup effect or something. Like this guy dies like in a weird way later on, and like just seeing like seeing his face now, I'm like, oh, he's the guy. Like I, <laughs> I see him getting killed in a weird way. Like yeah. or it's like you see Tote melting the second you see Tote. Yeah. You know, it's that kind of thing. Like as a kid, I have that connected in my head.
0: Yeah, and it's like Dietrich starts to look like he's kind of weird. Like his face looks kind of <laughs> weird before he even starts to implode. Like yeah. <laughs>
2: I just noticed the guy has a
1: really flaccid clap.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Well, the one guy's got a bandaged hand and he's still clapping. I don't know if he's like, yeah, well, this guy, that's what I was going to.
1: Yeah. I think this guy's upset about the show.
2: (laughs) Yeah. He couldn't hear it.
1: Yeah. yeah, That's my point. I think he's like,
2: maybe if I was in a dragon, it would have been good.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I mean, I guess for him, he's like, you know, this is kind of like, this is like the, the work meeting he has to go to. Right. Like I got this thing after work. the uh, boss invited me to go to this thing. This anything goes musical. Well, are these
2: both his sons? I forget if he refers to both of them as his sons. Well, that's a, that's another minute. Okay. Yeah. All right. Hey, fine. It <laughs> well, all right. It sounds like we're uh itching to get on to the next one. So why don't we wrap up minute four? But before we do that, Pete, I'm sure you have some nice things to say to the people. It was minute three. Oh, was it? See, I've already advanced oh, yeah. my notes for the next one. <laughs> three. I'm sure we're excited. Oh, you're very excited. You're very excited. <laughs> I'm sure we're excited to get to minute four. So let's wrap up minute three. But first, Pete, say some nice things to the people. Uh,
0: we love all of you. And we want to thank you for listening to <laughs> us. You're all very handsome. And you're all very handsome and beautiful. You're lovely. And if you want to hang out with us more because we love you so much, you can find us at Face on Facebook. Um, we even have a special group on Facebook called Indiana Jones Minute and the Listener's Crusade. And just click join and you'll be invited right in. Or you can find us uh, on our website at indianajonesminute.com.
2: And you can find us here at the same indie time, same indie channel. For minute four of Temple of Doom here on the Indiana Jones Minute. <laughs> <laughs> Anything goes? <laughs>